Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smart. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I think this is one of the most exciting, meaningful, seminal moments in the history of the Southeastern Conference. And one more thing, Dari, I, I just remember two weeks ago, it seemed like a year, we were in Destin and listening to all the critics and all the cynics say that the SEC blew it, that they didn't do the right thing by going to nine. I, I want to see nine. I think most people do. But they did an amazing job, and I think they, they shut everyone up tonight. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boo tastes like Kool-Aid for the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Everone with your pride. Show me something natural. I wanna feel some stretch marks. Then to take you down right on your mama's couch and polo flag. Hey, this is way too crazy. Hey, you do not amaze me. Hey, I blew cool from AC. Hey, Obama just pace me. Hey, I don't fabricate it. Hey, most of y'all be faking. Hey, I stay modest about it. Hey, she elaborated. Hey, this that great poupon, that AV on that TED talk. Hey, watch my soul speak. You let the meds talk. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a fun-filled show. A lot of things going on in the sports world. And I know the SEC, with their schedule being officially released for the 2024 football season, it's pretty exciting, and it seems like, for the most part, Razorback fans are pretty pumped up about the schedule for once because they don't have to play Alabama and Georgia, which is a nice change of pace. But still, there's 16 teams in the SEC starting in 2024, and with all their schedules and how it's going on, let's talk about it as we go to the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Brandon Marcello, 24-7 sports, friend of the show, and does a great job covering all things in the college football landscape and brandon as always appreciate you joining us man how you doing this afternoon i'm doing pretty great man how are you yeah we're doing great man and i know during this time of year sometimes there is some football being talked about maybe getting revved up for sec media day something like that but having a a schedule release like they did last night knowing with oklahoma and texas being involved just what did you make of the the whole program the whole unveiling the whole show and just the schedules in general I didn't watch it. Um, I, I watched my kids play kickball instead in the coldest pack in my neighborhood. Uh, I, I uh, wasn't my cup of tea to, to, to watch something uh, to be unveiled like that. As when you know, listen, I, I was, the information was going to be released quickly. But anyway, I mean, the the, the schedule is what it is. I, I love it. I'm I, I'm much more excited to hear the date. For these games, because I, I think that the SEC is going to do its best to make sure they got from week one through week fifteen or whatever that they've got one or two, probably two huge games on TV every week in the SEC, and that means I think 
we could potentially have monster games in week one in the SEC. And so I, if I was a uh, fan of any of these schools in the SEC, I'd be looking to see if our week one is open right now. Do you have a non-conference game? Because if you don't, heck, maybe uh, you got Oklahoma on your schedule. Maybe Oklahoma might be uh, your week one opponent or something like that. I think that there's going to be some fascinating dates attached to all these games. What were some of the things you liked about it, Brandon, and then some of the things you didn't necessarily like as far as some of these teams and their opponents for the 2024 season? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that when you look at Oklahoma and Texas' schedule, it's very, uh, very much kind of what we expected. I think that you could, you could one, say it's difficult or, but to me, I think Oklahoma and Texas pretty much got pretty favorable schedules considering them being year one additions. And Oklahoma's going to get a taste of like what life is like in the SEC on the road with huge road, road environments at Auburn and LSU. And then they get big-time opponents at home with Alabama and Tennessee. So they got a good mix. I think they, they even that out pretty well for them. And then Texas, much the same. I mean, they have to go to Texas A&M, which is obviously a renewal of that rivalry after a dozen years. They have to go to Arkansas, which they are very much not probably wanting to do after what happened a couple of years ago. And they also get Florida and Georgia at home. So, look, they gave both of them kind of, here's your taste. You're not, we're not going to hold back on you, OU and Texas. We're going to give you two marquee opponents at home and two marquee opponents on the road. Deal with it, because this is your life now in a new conference. And speaking of Arkansas, uh, it seems like every Razorback fan that we've talked to and that we've heard from, they're all loving the schedule, which is a weird change because they've had the most difficult schedule every single year, it seems like. And we know Razorback fans, they never complain ever about anything. But just uh, knowing how the schedule sets up for them, having LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas at home, and then Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri on the road with the A&M game at a neutral site, uh, I feel like, I mean, there's other schedules there, too. There's 16 of them, but I feel like you'd be hard-pressed to find a better schedule than what the Razorbacks are going to be having in 2024. Yeah, I think it's the best by far in the SEC. Um, you couldn't have asked for anything better, and it's kind of a, not payback, but retribution, so to speak, for 2020 season uh, with what the SEC did to them with scheduling. Uh, what, what a tremendous schedule. You get LSU, Tennessee, and Texas at home. And your biggest game on the road is, is Auburn. Um, that's huge. You're going to Mississippi State and Mizzou. That's fine. And A&M, of course, being a neutral site game, which that doesn't appear will be the case anymore after 24. But um, what a tremendous schedule. I mean, you have big opponents coming to your place, but they're not, you know, Bama and Georgia. You avoid them. Not, not a lot of people can say that in the SEC. So, I love the schedule for them, and you know, if you're the Razorbacks, goodness gracious, if you don't get to a bowl game in 2024, I'd be scratching my head. So there was a lot of back and forth with eight or nine conference games, and we know for the next couple of years it's going to be eight. With the model that they put out for these eight opponents, it looks like this is something that could be sustainable long-term and that there won't be any kind of rush to get to nine. Now, of course, that could change, but... It just looks like they have a good model in place right now. Yeah, you know, this is obviously a temporary model, even if they do stay with eight games, because, you know, this isn't necessarily the the one uh, seven format where you have one permanent rival and seven rotating. This is a hybrid version of that, where they're protecting a lot of the secondary rivalries in this as well. But if they were to switch to the 1-7 permanently and stick with eight games, I, I think that you would see some of these secondary rivalries potentially uh, go to the wayside. So this is a hybrid model. This isn't necessarily the model they had been discussing for a long-term plan if they were to stick with eight games. Um, in the end, they, they will go to nine. Uh, I, that's just That just seems common sense at this point and the discussions within the SEC. And again, it's, uh, it's all kind of hinges on the SEC getting more money out of ESPN. And then also making sure nothing crazy happens with the first year of the college football playoff as far as how they look at strength of schedule and how the SEC fares in that. Um, you know, listen, the SEC going into the 24s is, is <laughs> only them and one other conference 
has 16 teams and they're not playing nine games. So at some point they're going to have to do it. Unless, say, in 2024, first year of the playoffs, they get like four teams in the playoffs and they're like, okay, never mind, we're good with eight games. But I don't see that happening and uh, they'll go to nine here sooner than later. I, I would think in 2025 we'll see that be in place. Speaking with Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports here on the Jones and Sundiamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, so, Brandon, you mentioned Texas and Oklahoma and the schedule that they have, kind of like a welcome to the SEC type of thing. And uh, I saw some uh, some Texas as well as some Oklahoma people saying that maybe it was a little bit harsh, maybe it was a little unfair, maybe it's like a, a thing that was done on purpose. Do you think that there was anything done like that, or do you b- honestly believe that uh, the SEC just tried to put together as balanced of a schedule as possible for everybody while also maintaining particular games for certain teams to keep those rivalries alive. Yeah, I think they did. I think they kept it balanced. And the reason for that is because Alabama and Georgia have the toughest schedules, and they should because they've been the two most consistent programs over the last decade in the SEC. So they should get the more difficult schedule. Um, and then you look I would say Vanderbilt would maybe have some, some issues with that, but no one ever talks about Vanderbilt because there's no Vanderbilt fans in football. So I, Texas, listen, Texas only has three true road games in the schedule. Arkansas, A&M, and Vanderbilt. Remember Oklahoma being played at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. And one could argue two of their toughest games are going to be at home with Florida and Georgia in that schedule. So I don't know what Texas fans should complain about. Maybe they should complain about having to go to Arkansas again, but I I don't think they would complain about that either. Um, OU, though, probably has a little bit more of an issue because they only get three true home games. But they counter that with you get Alabama and you get Tennessee at home. The problem is they have to go to Auburn and LSU, which are two of the loudest environments in the entire country, not just the SEC. What do you think of Vandy's opponents overall? Because they kept a lot of the former SEC East opponents intact, but also Georgia rolls off. They still play Bama, but as, as far as one of the tougher games, but with the opponents, it looks like they may have caught a, a bit of a break. Now, you know, being at Vandy, you're probably always going to be behind it, but overall, it looks like their opponents aren't overly tough. Well, you had LSU, so that's tough. You had Texas, that's tough. I had this is the toughest schedule as far as context, considering where Vanderbilt is as a program. And I hate to say it, but you know, you look at that schedule, and we don't know what any of these rosters are going to look like. But find me a win in the SEC for Vanderbilt on there. Um, maybe Missouri if they're down. I don't know. South Carolina's on the rise. Bama's Bama. Tennessee is Tennessee. I think Tennessee's back. Texas is going to have much more talent. Auburn's going to have much more talent. Kentucky's been the most consistent team outside of Georgia in the old SEC East. LSU, I think, will be contending for the SEC West for the next five years. And then Mizzou, maybe they might be going undergoing a coaching change there, so maybe that's your win, potentially. But, man, that's uh, Vanderbilt, you know, of, uh, we don't talk enough about this, but top of realignment, but programs like Vanderbilt, man, not only are they get, being threatened to be left behind, but, man, they're, they're they're coming apart. We're not even talking about them. We're not even talking about the little guy and how frustrated they should be. And at this point in the year, where there's really nothing to talk about, people should be talking about that, and we're not. It just kind of goes to show you that no one cares about the little guy in college football anymore. Isn't that the case, though, for Vandy every year? You know, some of the things you mentioned, as far as, you know, you look at the opponents, you look at the schedule, it's always going to be tough for them just because of where they are as a program. Not necessarily, because you remember the James Franklin years where they were winning nine games. They were competitive under Derek Mason. They were winning SEC games. We're talking about a Vanderbilt now that's back in the early 2000s era, if not maybe worse. We're talking about, are they going to win an SEC game? Are they going to win two games, three games this year? And the problem for them is is that they have improved their recruiting, actually, and for that matter, their development of players. But what's really killing them, and is going to kill them, I think, in the future years, is the transfer portal. I mean, you go there and your best players are leaving. So what are you, gonna, what are you supposed to do about that? You can't. It's so, so difficult. This is unlike anything, obviously, we have faced in college football. But for those little programs, the moment you have success or you have a star player, they're right out the door. 
And uh, I mean, it's even worse when you're an SEC program and you're at the bottom of the totem pole. Brandon, I was looking at the schedule in general, too. Was there a game that's missing, maybe, that you wanted to see, like a particular opponents that you thought would have been uh, really good to watch? Because, again, I think they did a good job with the rivalries, but uh, was there a game you would have liked to have seen on the schedule in 2024? Not necessarily. Um, I would have to go deep and deep into that. But, like, to me, losing the rivalry, or I say rivalry games, but people don't really think of them that way, but, like, you know, Alabama, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, Auburn. Those are games that have been played for the life of the SEC every single year outside of the World War II. And those aren't going to be played next year, or excuse me, 2024 yet. So it's, that's a little weird, but also those are games that just haven't really necessarily been competitive all that much, other than maybe Auburn and Mississippi State when they have faced each other. But again, those aren't marquee games. So, and listen, the SEC has had a couple of two years now to figure this all out, and they have had this kind of in their in their files on their desktop, so to speak, of their computer. Um, they've been building this in various models for quite some time, and um, they've obviously done their homework and did a very good job of evening this out and protecting a lot of the games that we all like to like to watch. So you like what happened with Arkansas and some of the other teams that that you may like as far as the opponents that they have lined up for 2024? Yeah, I really like LSU's schedule. I like Mizzou's schedule as well. And I like Texas's schedule um, as a first-year schedule because, as I mentioned, for Texas, you know, one of their quote-unquote road games is the neutral side against OU. So they only have three true SEC road games in their first year. And LSU, which is obviously back to being an SEC West contender, and they did so last year with a talent that's not going to be as talented as this year's roster, and for that matter, 2024's roster, LSU gets both Alabama and OU at home, and their toughest game, I would argue, on the road for LSU is going to be Florida. Now, some might say Texas A&M, but I think it's Florida because of just the history we've seen with, between those two programs, and that's more of a rivalry to me, Florida-LSU, than what LSU and, and Texas A&M has kind of turned into here in recent years. But I, I, I really like that LSU schedule. I mean, the only thing that would have made that better is if that Vanderbilt game that they have scheduled was the road game for them, mm-hmm. and they would have been able to flip that with, say, Florida or Texas A&M. Where would you put A&M in that pecking order? I got them kind of, I did a three tiers. They like love it, like it, hate it. I got Texas A&M in the like it category. It's, it's okay. Um, you know, the only thing that would have made it better is if that Arkansas game was a true home game for them. Um, the problem for them, though, is having to go on the road to Auburn and Florida. It's really difficult. But they also have to go to Mississippi State and South Carolina, which aren't necessarily tough, but South Carolina, as I said, is on the rise. And who knows how talented they might be here in a year. Um, and A&M gets Texas at home in the renewal of that rivalry, which is going to be a gigantic game, one of the most looked-forward-to games all season. Um, and, of course, you got that LSU, that new budding rivalry at home for them as well. So they got two of their bigger games, quote-unquote rivalry games, if you want to say, uh, at home in 2024 and that sets up well for them and and we mentioned they've got a four-year window that's now down to two years really this year and next year to win a national championship in my eyes and the reason why i say that is because they had the best recruiting class ever signed two years ago two recruiting classes ago and every program that has signed the number one recruiting class in a single year in the 24 7 sports composite has either played for a national championship in the championship game or has won it, obviously. And A&M has yet to even be to the playoff. 2024 is really the end of that window for them. So this schedule, not not great, but it's also not bad. And there's really no more excuses to be made for A&M. Well, Brandon, uh, just to, for a fun question, because I, I was kind of thinking about this, too. We know that you got this season, and then the next season is when this all starts. But of the 16 teams, with their 16 head coaches, how many of those coaches do you feel like are still at the same school once that comes <laughs> around? Because I'm like, man, it, it, you, you talked about rosters looking different. Coaching staffs could even look different at that point, too. Yeah, uh, let me go down the roster here. I mean, <laughs> um, let's see. Florida, who knows? But I think, I think they're, they're, they, they're playing a slow play there with, 
Billy Napier. I think he's safe this year and next year going to 2024. Um, you know, who knows with Zach Arnett at Mississippi State, if this year's a complete kind of train wreck and they signed him to a deal that's really conducive for Mississippi State to make a move and maybe they would kind of sell it as a temporary uh, decision and keeping Zach there because of the horrible and just terrible situation after Mike Leach's passing, but that's a lot of hypotheticals. Uh, Brent Venables at OU, man, he better start winning this year. Um, you know, you do not want to start off your SEC uh, membership with a coach who's got a losing record uh, in his career at OU, but OU has been killing it on the recruiting trail, guys. They have been killing it, and I think they're preparing very well for the SEC. But yes, elsewhere, man, I I don't know if I see coaching changes on the horizon. I don't even know. I don't even think Vanderbilt would make a change. So I think the SEC might be pretty stable outside of Mizzou uh, right now. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but like, and it's not even a hot seat. I don't even know if it's a warm seat. But with Sam Pittman, man, if, if they don't go to a bowl game this year, you know you might be sitting there as an AD going, okay, so if we don't feel like things are working out with Sam Pittman, we don't feel like it's a long-term fix for us, should we make the move now before we, quote-unquote, give him a chance to actually have a successful season in 2024? Because, as we said, that schedule sets up so well for Arkansas that they should have. I mean, fans should be circling 2024 as, well, we think that one's going to be better than 2023, even without K.J. Jefferson at quarterback. But... If you struggle this year, do you want to give Sam Pittman another year to quote-unquote prove himself when it's against an easier schedule? That's that's an interesting thing to kind of go through. But, again, I don't think Pittman's in trouble at all. I, the only Long story short, I'm talking my way out of all this, but I, I think the only person who's really in trouble is uh, Eli Drinkowitz at Mizzou. Well, Brandon, we really appreciate you joining us. Great stuff as always, man. We'll be catching up with you later down the road. we got more Out of Bounds coming up next. your commercial and residential painting, hire the pros at Serta Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Sports Center. Arkansas football got a favorable schedule in 2024, avoiding Alabama and Georgia. They'll face Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Missouri, Auburn, and Texas A&M in conference play. They'll take on Arkansas Pine Bluff, UAB, Louisiana Tech, and Oklahoma State in the non-conference matchups. It'll be the first time since 1991 that Arkansas faces Texas as a conference opponent. It'll also be the first time Arkansas hasn't faced Alabama since joining the SEC in 1992. Some other notable matchups include Georgia Travel to Texas, Alabama going to Oklahoma, and the Texas Texas A&M rivalry being renewed. Those two have not played each other since 2011. And the Arkansas Travelers fell to the Tulsa Drillers last night, 12 to 6. They'll be back in action again tonight at Dickey Stevens Park. First pitch is set for 6:35. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan right here at Red River Dodge. We've got some huge discounts to tell you about. We're doing it again. $10,000 off MSRP on new Ram 1500. And we've got up to $7,000 off new Jeep Gladiator Sport. Up to $5,000 off MSRP on new Jeep Wrangler. We have huge discounts, big selection. We're going to give you the most for your trade. So make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com. During the 4th July sales event. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe in a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. See shelter agents Brian Cress or Caleb Green in North Little Rock or in Brinkley Sea Agent Hunter Cornelson. Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Paid non attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialists. Non Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup Weed Killer, you could be in 
entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of Weed Killer Roundup. Call our Weed Killer Cancer Hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup Weed Killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-725-7193 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-725-7193. 800-725-7193. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. <laughs> Tune in every Friday morning to hear Danny West from Hogsports.com on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by HJ Trailer Sales. They've got truck beds and utility trailers for every type of job and a service facility for maintenance and repair. Local folks with great products, visit them online at HJTrailerSales.com or in person at 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Your brother wants a shot at the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm walking tall. You think you're ready to run with the bulls? I've been earning and burning, snapping necks and cashing checks. On 1037 The Buzz. Great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Today is Customer Appreciation Day at Twin Peaks. So you buy six wings with the purchase of a 22-ounce draft, a soda, or tea. You get six more wings free. So that's all you have to do purchase those six wings with a drink and you get six more wings free get by twin peaks to check out all the sports action wall-to-wall tvs to see it all plenty of seating inside now u.s u.s open is going on today through the weekend also college world series starts tomorrow and uh, you'll be able to see all the teams taking part in the college world series father's day enjoy a great special there cheeseburger and fries with a 22-ounce draft for just $10. So great specials going on at Twin Peaks. They have daily and weekly specials. So just check with them anytime you're in to see what the special is. And they'll always take care of you. It's Twin Peaks Eats, Drink, Scenic Views. We're going to talk a little more here about Twin Peaks with an in-store signing tomorrow that's going to take place from 5 to 7. So you want to get by and meet Miss Twin Peaks. That's going to compete in nationals. Her name is Janya, and she's going to talk to us here soon, and we'll talk more about it. Yeah, and I know it's a, next week we'll be at Twin Peaks, right? Next Friday? Yes. Is that right? So, yeah, looking always looking forward to that. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be uh, pretty enjoyable there. Uh, also, we, uh, of course, have had a lot of things going on in the sports world, but uh, the Asher Record Life and Feedback, we have some people have been chiming in from Football Fanatic says, guys, ironically, South Carolina fans are actually disappointed that they are not playing the Crim de la Crim and SEC opponents. Now that's the right approach because they literally want to compete against the best. Well, I mean, I feel like everybody says that they want to compete against the best, but it doesn't. if you start losing those games, then you really don't want to compete against the best. You just want like, do you, I'd rather have the easiest path, to be honest. Like, I think that the whole competing against the best and going up against the best is an overrated thing, especially in college football because, you know, a loss can mean everything different. I want to have the easiest path that you can possibly have. And if that's a coward's way out, so be it. But I want the easiest games. I want the easiest opponents. The only thing that matters is winning enough games to get to that SEC championship game and giving yourself a chance to win the SEC overall. So no matter what the schedule is, no matter who the opponents are, you still have to, at the end of the day, have a certain record to be – and contention for that championship in the end. 
And also, Gridiron Chick says, well, John Bama and OU finally got a really tough schedule and fans are complaining. Quite frankly, I only have one thing to say. Suck it up, Bama and OU fans. As Ric Flair says, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. So, hey, listen, I've... I, I don't know of anybody that could look at the schedule for all, any of these teams and just feel like, oh, somebody is out to get another team or they have no chance and anything like that. Like I, I feel like they all have uh, a puncher's chance of going through it. But, again, sometimes you're going to have to play the good teams. Like That's just the way the schedule's going to be. It may not, you may not like it in 2024, but guess what? 2025 may change everything and it may be better off that way too. And even with them dissolving divisions – and talking to Brandon Marcello, Brandon mentioned how they're keeping some of those traditional division rivals in place for now, and that's what they're doing just for that one year. And, uh, and then, you know, it could move away from that. But it was important to them to go through this first model and kind of keep some of those things in place. Absolutely. Also from the Asher Wrecker Life and Feedback, Lee says, uh, we we're talking about Bryce Harper and not wanting, uh, not liking the fact that the team from Ve- uh, from Oakland and the A's is moving to Vegas. He says, Harper is a pansy. A's are doing what the Warriors and Raiders have already done. The crime and corruption in the entire Bay Area is another main reason they are leaving. Red Warrior is almost like a battlefield in Oakland, and A's couldn't uh, move to San Francisco or Santa Barbara due to something with the Giants. Also, huge tax breaks for the organization, and the players are moving out of California. Also, John, the Cardinals are up 5-1 in the ninth and end up losing 8-5 to spin that one. It had everything to do with the fact they couldn't agree on getting a stadium deal. The A's wanted to stay there, but they didn't, couldn't get a stadium deal done in the city of Oakland, and that's why they looked for other outlets and other options. And that's why they were looking at Santa Clara and some of the places around Oakland because they couldn't get a deal done with the city of Oakland. And now they're moving out of California altogether and going to Vegas. Yeah, they, but it had everything to do with the stadium deal. Yeah, it was it was a thing that's been kind of going on for a while now. Like there's been the issues of the stadium, and uh, I even remember as a kid thinking it was so strange seeing a baseball team playing a football stadium or a football team playing a baseball stadium. You know, just the deal right there just seems so odd. And time after time, years after years, they you, know, you get tired of not having any sort of ability to build that new stadium and all that. So they're like, okay, well, in that case, let's go to Vegas because we're going to have a nice new stadium over there that's going to have a place to where it's working out for the Raiders. It's it's working out for uh, also uh, you know the Knights and having a team there. And it's not saying it's close in proximity, but it is fairly close, and there's an opportunity. So, I mean, I get why they're moving. I really do. Because I, I, I couldn't imagine having to – you know, try to field a baseball team out there with uh, some of the things that they've had to deal with, whether it's, uh, you know, lack of stadium or lack of funding, whatever. But when you see all these new stadiums going around in your professional ballpark and you can't get a new one, yeah, you just feel like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we doing this? Why are we in this city when we can't get any of the other things that all these other teams are getting to? So it's got to be a frustrating thing. Every sports league is looking towards Vegas now, now that that market is open and, um, that's where everybody's looking into is, you know, maybe they're thinking about moving or possibly expansion, but everybody is looking into the Vegas market since it's open now. Yeah, I listen, I, the Vegas market, it's a fun one, and I think it's a great one, and I hope they continue to, to move some teams there, too. Uh, also, from the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, uh, this comes from the 501. It says, uh, the SEC doesn't see Pittman as a threat. So they ensure that he has a good chance of winning seven games, thus keeping his job. Yeah, that's what they did. It was a conspiracy to help Sam Pittman keep his job. That's what it was all about. Good grief. 870 says, California has gotten so bad that the Raiders and A's had to go. The Dodgers should go somewhere in bankruptcy. I can't imagine who you're a fan of. Uh, also, uh, this comes from Bobby Joe. and I'm going to read it, even though I, I kind of see the uh, double entendre here. It says, it's time to put up the little white balls and put out the big brown ones because it is football time, according to Bobby <laughs> Joe. So. Uh, well said, Bobby Joe. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, uh, and the only way you could say it, Bobby Joe, and the only way you could say it. So, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, that's true. I mean, it kind of feels like a little bit of football in the air. I was listening to the uh, Morning Mayhem this morning, and uh, they were up in Russellville, and uh, Baz was getting all excited because of uh, them being, you know, with the football field there, and they got their, uh, I guess, pictures there on their video screen and everything. He was getting in the mood again for football. You know, getting there once you see the the weather change and out there on the field, if the smell starts smelling the grass that just freshly got mowed, all of it coming together. Yeah, you get to that feeling, get to that point. I feel like even though a couple months away from actual football being playing, whether it's college or NFL, it's still 
football season, talking season, however you want to call it, which is still something of note, too. Well, everybody's pretty much in the off season now. That's kind of where it is. And we know that a lot of sports leagues, they've made strides in trying to make the off season as short as they can and stay relevant, stay in the news. And this was another part of it with releasing these SEC opponents for 2024. That's just kind of where it is. And... There's going to be more of that from all sports leagues. Yeah, we actually got a few people that have been tweeting at us about the schedule, too. And uh, this one comes from Alex. He says, guys, enjoying the show and enjoying the SEC talk. My question is, are we going to have to do a one-hour special each and every year to know who we're playing the next year? Or will they eventually just do a future schedule, and that way we won't have to worry about wondering each and every year who we're going to play? I mean, it's probably to begin with, it's going to be each and every year doing an hour special. Yep, because uh, there's, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know the ratings exactly, but I am sure that more people watched the SEC Network last night during that span than probably would have normally watched the SEC Network during that span at this time of year without it. So if they get ratings and they get money out of it and they see an opportunity to make more, they're, they're going to do stuff like that, or at least have specials like that. Too. Unless they decide to go with a, a model that lines up for the next few years and then do something that has to do with seeding and where you finish in the conference to who you'll play that following season, they could look into doing something like that. Also, uh, Lancey tweets at us, uh, I guess we're, when we were talking about the new Big Reds thing at the uh, Razorback football stadium, uh, she says that uh, Hunter Yurchek is trying to kill me with this new bar. So, all right. Well, I'm, I guess it's, you just got to drink responsibly and be responsible while you're up there at Big Reds. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the rest of that stuff, too. So, uh, some other headlines, though, real quick, because I know we uh, kind of ran out of time there uh, in, the, in the previous hour. But uh, speaking of uh, SEC football, and we know with Media Days coming up in July, so SEC Media Days are having – a concert, a headliner concert at this. I, you know, it's Nashville. I guess music and all that, but it's a Grammy-nominated band called Midland. Have you ever heard of Midland? Heard the name, yes, but don't know anything about them. I have, I have no idea who they are, but they're a group formed in Dripping Springs, Texas. So that sounds about as country as you could do. Uh, in 2014, and won the New Vocal Duo and Group of the Year at the ACM Awards in 2018, nominated for the Best Country Duo group performance and best country song at the grammy award so i saw that that headline and i was like okay it's great but i've never heard of midland but i figure some people uh maybe have heard of them maybe are big fans of them but i guess at media days for the free concert for the media and people that are there they're gonna have uh that going on so just another yeah. form of entertainment to bring in and maybe get some more media members there and get media members excited about SEC Media Days altogether. No, I, I think it's a smart move. And also, let's be honest, if you're having it in Nashville, you know, they try to go, whether it's in Atlanta like they've had it or Tampa or uh, you know, whatever city that they put it in, they try to have something that's, you know, unique to that area. And in Nashville, considering what Nashville is and country music and the connection. It's a great tie-in. Yeah, it only seems right to have it that way, too. So, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, they, they've really talked about stuff that continues to blow up and grow. You know, like we were thinking about the SEC schedule release and how that could become a thing. SEC Media Days has already become a major thing of money and uh, bidding and, and everything to go along with it, too. Because they say it just means more in the SEC. Apparently, it means more enough to where they want country concerts happening there, too. So, But either way, we got uh, a break that we got to take because coming up, we're going to keep it moving with uh, your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We have some other people that have been chiming in on our Asher Record Live fan feedback as well as our first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. We'll get to that as well. And at 3 o'clock, don't forget, folks, Tyler Spoon, former Razorback baseball player. He's going to be joining us, so you won't want to miss that. And it's all coming up next on Out of Bounds, so stay with us. At the Stanley Wood, Chevrolet, and Scott Wood Chrysler dealerships in Batesville, Arkansas, we know that Arkansas high school and college baseball are as good as they've ever been. Just like our 2022 trucks, cars, and SUVs that are rolling into our Batesville location. 
Hustle over today and let our award-winning sales team at the Wood Family Dealerships help you find just what you're looking for. Or you can view our selection online at swood.com. Good luck this year to all of our Arkansas high school and college baseball teams around the natural state. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. When I lived in Michigan, I lived in cities ranked 297th and 300th by Money Magazine. Not exactly the Hamptons. So when Little Rock was rated the 105th livable city in the U.S., a wave of disappointment rose up. Our falling ranking has everything to do with a handful of Wild West wannabes waving guns around and posing as tough guys. Hey, Scarface, we're trying to have a civilization here. Put the guns down and grow up. The rest of us love our city and are sick of watching you trash it. Try making a positive contribution. If you have to be a Montana, try Joe Montana instead of Tony. At Double Beast, you will be treated like family and receive quality, convenience, and value on each visit. Double Bees is all about making our cities and communities better places. Double Bees. For you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Bees. It's Justin Acre for CertiPro Painters. We're all getting ready for summer, and if you want to spruce up your home for summer, CertiPro Painters could be the answer you're looking for. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. If you're thinking about getting a paint job done for the interior or exterior of your home, you need to hurry up and get on the schedule soon because it's filling up quickly. So plan for your next project. You'll be happy you did. Cleanliness, thoughtfulness, and attention to detail. You'll get all of it with my friends at CertiPro Painters. So get them scheduled for your project today. At Big O Tires, we've got the latest technology to keep your vehicle running better than ever. I mean, don't call yourself a tire store if you can't do alignments. You extend the life of your tires by keeping them properly aligned. And at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, we offer complimentary alignment checks. Brakes? Yep, we do that too. And just ask for your free shuttle service so you don't have to sit around and wait. And you thought we just did tires. Tires, service, and straight talk at the Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's gonna fit. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Bradford Marine and ATV is extending inflation buster discounts on all tracker boats. Like the Sun Tracker Sportfish 22 with 115 Mercury outboard and a $2,000 inflation buster discount. Or try the Tahoe T16 with 75 horsepower Mercury and a $3,000 inflation discount. Or step up to the Tahoe T18 with Mercury 115 outboard and receive a $4,000 discount. Your discount is available now at any of the six Bradford Marine and ATV statewide locations. Your authorized tracker dealer. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Trying to reach the green from here, Shooter? That's not possible, sir. I beg to differ. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. Well, moron, good for Happy Gilmore, oh my God! On 103.7 The Buzz. Going to get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service here in just a second. Have some other things in the sports world 
going on that uh, we're going to get into. But uh, I do have a few people here on our Asher Record Life fan feedback chiming in. says uh, from Mark. says, uh, with the transfer portal, what might look like a favorable schedule now might be a nightmare schedule by the 2024 season. That's a pretty good point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because... Like, what was the whole uh, funny thing that anytime Arkansas ended up playing like a Vanderbilt, it was always when, like, Vanderbilt was actually good or whenever they played, yeah, you know, when they scheduled USC, for instance, they put that on the schedule in 05 and 06 when USC was at, like, the pinnacle of their greatness. Well, when they scheduled that, it was in the late 90s before Pete Carroll even got there, and then they were kind of irrelevant. Same with TCU. Scheduled it before they were even uh, as big of a team as what they ended up being. You played them, they were really good. So uh, that could always happen. But, yes, with the transfer portal, with, you know, plug and place, like even for Arkansas, I know people were bringing up K.J. Jefferson being gone after this year and, you know, assuming that it'll be Jacoby Criswell, which I'm not saying it won't. I'm not at all. But just because of the transfer portal, it may be somebody different that plays quarterback for Arkansas or plays different for any other team too. So rosters could look completely different not only this year, but odds are probably will be next year too. They're forever changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, which makes it frustrating, but also makes it pretty fun. And then uh, Glenn says, Danny knows is a completely different coach from our former OC. How often do you see us in third and long situations? Felt so frustrating seeing the offense just stutter over and over and over again this past yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, some of that has something to do with the OC as far as play calling, but it's about execution on the field. And so if the plays aren't executed the way that they should be, you could still end up in third and long. It's not, you know, the play caller who's putting them in those situations. It's about the offense lining up against the defense and who's making a play to make those situations happen because on the other side of the ball, the defense, they're there to make plays also. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's that's the tough thing. when it, if We talked about it all year last year and, and have before when it comes to play calling. Like, I can understand there's things you can be critical of, and I understand it. Like, I'll... I, I, there's plays where I'm like, that was dumb. I didn't like the whole Trey Knox under center thing against Missouri. Like, I thought that was dumb, and I think most people did. But when it comes to something to where it's like, okay, if it's uh, first down and 10, you run the ball, you get three yards at second and seven, and then you run a play and you end up getting a sack, or maybe it ends up uh, kind of blowing up in your face, then it can't be suddenly like, oh, that's just horrible play calling. Sometimes it's about execution, and sometimes it's just about the other team making a play. <laughs> like, and not every play call is going to be perfect because you got to give credit to the other team too sometimes when they just make a great defensive play or a great defensive adjustment. That's how it happens. And then uh, also from the 501 on our first Arkansas Fang Trust text line, says, I'm a big fan of Midland. They're real country. So I guess I'm going to have to listen to Midland now. <laughs> get, get me ready for the SEC media days. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, good to know that you at least have, uh, at least have one there too. And then also from the Asher Record Live fan feedback from fo- sports fan says, John, my oh my, how we Arkansas fans quickly forget about the 2011 Petrino Sugar Tattoo Bowl. <laughs> you know where the game came down to a member of the tattoo crew with the game on the line. Initially, Arkansas fans said the Hogs would have won the game if all the tattoo crew actually served a suspension. However, Hog fans quickly reversed their thinking and said, <laughs> we want to play against their best players, even in a loss. So, yeah, that was. I think that was the teaching moment for many Razorback it's fans. It's always about the result, as we always talk about now. Razorback should have scored a touchdown on the first play yep. of the game. Yep. That would have helped in the cause to winning the game. Yep. And then, of course, scoop and score at the end of the game. So there were a few plays that, like any other football game, you can always point to that would have made a big difference in the outcome. Yeah, because here's the thing. which I agree. The first play from Mallet to Joe Adams. I mean, and Joe was automatic, but just in that play, it just hit him in the hands and he wasn't able to hold on to it. Uh, that's a touchdown, but the scoop and score one was like, man, you, you do that, you win. Like you, that's that's the kind of play you feel that confident about it. Like you you, you pick it up, and there was no Ohio State players even around. Because I, I think that's like the only one time I remember Arkansas blocking a punt. I feel like they never block punts, but when the time they needed it the most in the biggest game ever, they came up with it. But and and you man, have to realize tough. the situation also. Now you're spur of the moment caught in the play in the moment and and you don't you know you're trying to think through that as the play is going on but you realize that you blocked the punt it's behind the line of scrimmage so whether you try to scoop it and you don't and they recover it it's still your ball Mm -hmm. so that's why you go for the scoop as opposed to just 
falling on the ball because it's going to be your ball either way. Yeah, and I think that again, I think it was Julian Horton who was a true freshman at the time. You know, because like when you when you how I would look at, it, I'm not trying to say that uh, he was thinking the same way I would have, but when going through football and and playing, it's like kind of what's the first thing you see when the ball's on the ground? You just jump on it. You know, you just you don't worry about scooping and scoring. Really, you just worry about getting on the football and getting the ball back. So, you know, if there would have been another player in that situation, you know, maybe a guy that may have been a senior or more experienced, it, you know, it could have, could have happened differently. But, you know, no reason. To, was it – I think the guy who blocked it was Colton Miles Nash. I believe that was his name. Uh, that that sounds up, right. Yeah, man. You talk about a throwback. The one play I remember him making was that one. But, yeah, well, we don't need to bring up old stuff, old nasty stuff, old bad stuff. Let's, uh, let's do happy things here on Out of Bounds. And, Speaking of happy things, let's jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service once I click it. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, we mentioned Arkansas football schedule a few times, but hey, just for the sake of variety, let's go ahead and mention it another time. Arkansas in 2024 will be facing off against LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas at home in Fayetteville, and Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri on the road while playing A&M there in Arlington for the very last time. Uh, In other football news, mentioned Hunter Yurchek put out a tweet about Big Reds, which is going to be the largest outdoor bar and a sporting venue in the world. And they are building it, and it's going to be ready by the time the fall hits for football season. It's going to be on top of the north end zone in that concrete area, which my season ticket's in the north end zone. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to get up there and just see how it is. But not only is it going to be during the game open, but also the night before on that Friday night when they light it up red, it's going to be open for that too. So a really cool thing that uh, could be coming to Arkansas here very soon. Uh, also, in some other news, Arkansas is already hitting the ground running in the men's basketball program when it comes to recruiting. They've uh, thrown out a, uh, thrown out a few offers, and one of them that uh, should be of note, at least, is uh, Cameron Boozer, the number one player in the country from Miami, Florida, 6'9", 215 pounds. They've thrown out an offer to him, as well as Darren Patterson, the number six player overall, and Malik Thomas, the number seven player overall, Caleb Wilson, the number nine player overall. And that's just one of many but uh, they're already trying to get going on next year's recruiting class and get it ahead of the game as well. And there you have it. There is your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We'll take top of the hour update when we come back. Tyler Spoon, no Razorback baseball's over, but still watching College World Series. And we know that there's going to be a lot of great matchups and great games and great teams in this weekend. So we'll talk to him about that and a lot more thanks to First Horizon Bank. And we're going to have some fun with it. So stay with us here on Out of Bounds. Justin Acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to CoffinLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online.